Right to be read podcast, episode number 72. Interview with Mark Schaefer. Are you struggling trying to figure out how to sell copies of your book, especially the first 100 copies? The Author Marketing Institute is offering access to their latest free video course called Selling the First 100 Copies of Your Book. This is the course everyone should have when they started publishing. It goes through all the basics from starting a mailing list to experimenting with different prices. If you follow the instructions in this course, you should be primed and ready to sell your first 100 copies, if not many more. Sign up for free at www.authormarketinginstitute.com. You are listening to the Right to be Read podcast, and this is your host, Ani Alexander. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Right to be Read podcast. I'm your host, Annie Alexander, and with each episode, I'm trying to inspire and encourage you. Before we start, I would like to thank everyone who wrote me this week with feedback and suggestions. I promise that I will um, make sure that you get reply from me, and I'll make sure that all the topics that you suggest me to cover, I will uh, make it happen for you. And before we start, I would like to remind you once again that uh, with Maron Bereket from Podcast Incubator, we are making a webinar, a free webinar, especially created for you on the 18th of February, where we will show you how to gain an audience, get in front of avid readers and sell more books. To check the details and to register, please go to www.annealexander.com slash webinar www.annealexander.com slash webinar and now let me get to my guest today i have a very special guest for you and we will be covering a very interesting topic so today i will be talking to mark schaefer mark schaefer is a college educator marketing consultant and author of four social media marketing books including social media explained so let's get to the interview now uh, hello, Mark. I'm really happy to have you over and welcome to the Right to be Read podcast. I'm delighted to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm delighted too. So I'm, I'm, um, I really would like to start from the very beginning because I know that you have an interesting story, uh, your life story of, of becoming a writer yourself and ending up doing what you're doing well, right now. Well, I, I always loved writing. Even when I was um, just in a young a young boy, I always loved writing stories, and uh, eventually became a journalism ma- uh, major um, when I went to college. Um, but only worked writing in writing for a short time, and I went into business and spent most of my career in sales and marketing, and really didn't get back into writing until I started my own company around 2008. And that's also when I started to blog. And I fell in love with blogging and uh, rediscovered by my love of writing, really, and um, wrote my first book, um, The Tao of Twitter. It's, it's T-A-O, Tao, some people call it, or Tao. And um, uh, I, I decided to self-publish it because 
it was a small book. I just wanted to write a small, helpful book about Twitter. And all the publishers said, well, we want a, a large book so we can get more money for it. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, that just doesn't make sense. I, I'm not going to write a big book about Twitter. So I decided to self-publish. And the book became the best-selling book on Twitter as a self-published book. And then I got a book contract and I, I wrote um, – three other books for a publisher and then the publisher also picked up the Twitter book and and relaunched that because they discovered that I was right, that it was best to be a a small book. And now I'm going back to self-publishing. My my last book is called Social Media Explained. I I, I wrote that last year, came out in March of 2014. And that did very, very well. It was the best-selling social media book uh, on Amazon in 2014 here in America. And I think there's just a lot of problems with the publishing industry right now. And uh, I see a lot of advantages in self-publishing. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that's the way I'm going to be heading from here on out. I just uh, completed a new book. Um, it's at an editor right now, and that'll be coming out uh, in a uh, probably in uh, March of 2015, it's called the Content Code, uh, and that's going to be self-published as well. Oh, great! Well, actually, I'm not surprised because I meet many authors who kind of, you know, after trying uh, both routes, uh, end up preferring the self-publishing, and there are various reasons for that. Which are the reasons for you? Well. Um, you know, if you if you look at, um, I had this unusual experience where I, I wrote this book and I self-published it and I saw the sales of the book as it was self-published and then it was picked up by a publisher and the sales were basically the same except they were keeping all the money. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I think the, the, the two, you know, there are, there are three, I guess, three big advantages to going through a publisher. Um, you know, number one is distribution. So potentially you could get your book into different types of bookstores and other sales channels that it's more difficult to get into if you've self-published. Um, another advantage is, of course, you get uh, an advance. Mm-hmm. And that's very helpful because um, it helps pay for your time to write the book. I mean, I have to, I had to take... Uh, months off of work uh, to to write this book, and uh, you know had to uh, you know turn, turn down different uh, business opportunities because I had to concentrate on the book. So the um, you know the editing, the editing, and the advance, the distribution are all advantages. And then I think there's also something about esteem. You know, there, there's something that drives your ego to say, well, I'm, I'm you know, I've got a, co- a book contract with, with a publisher. But once you put that aside, once you put the, the ego aside, what I'm finding is that there's a lot more advantages to self-publishing. And of course, you know, you, you, you don't have those distributions distribution channels, but those distribution channels aren't as important as they used to be because most people are buying online anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you, so there's not that much of an impact on the distribution. There are lots of options out there um, to help you edit the book, 
to have a nice design for the book. You don't necessarily need a publisher for that. And in my latest book, I have corporate sponsors mm-hmm. for the book. So they're giving me money, to sp- and, and that takes the place of the advance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but it's a better advantage because I don't have to pay it back. Exactly. So they're basically, they're basically paying to they're, – they're more or less patrons uh, of the book. I think it's, it's, it's an interesting new model. Uh, it's, it's like the artists uh, have always really had to survive – uh, when the you know you you have to find someone to sponsor you, and I think that's the world we're living in today. You there's the publishing industry is very sick, it's very confused. Uh, in some cases, it's 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 desperate. And in for this latest book, I never even took it to a publisher. I, I'm saying you know I'm I'm going self publishing all the way on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very interesting. Well, actually, I I also think that uh, one important uh, part of the whole thing is also having the total control over your book when you're self-publishing it. Oh, that's huge. That's huge. Yes, I totally agree. And, you know, you you write it the way you you want to write it. You can distribute it and sell it the way you want to, to sell it. Um. Uh, it's, it's, inex- you know, it, the, the published, my published books, my own books that go through a publisher, the, 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 the best way for me to acquire those books on my own is to buy them from Amazon. I'm the author of the book. I don't get any better deal than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Self-published book, I, I, I can buy them very inexpensively and, you know, hand them out at speeches if I want to hand them out. So, and, it, and, and it can be a very, uh, effective marketing tool. I know we're going to talk about personal branding and an author. Yeah. And I think for beginning authors, it's it's absolutely critical to build uh, a personal brand. And one way to do that is at least for your your first writing efforts is to you've got to really give books away. You've got to get the content to spread. You can't really think about making money at first because you've got to build your audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, I just recalled when we were comparing the self-publishing to the traditional pub- publishing, I just recalled that uh, we covered this also with Joanna Penn when I was interviewing her. And we had this analogy of um, self-publishing being the entrepreneurship and traditional publishing being the corporate world. Somehow it feels like that. <laughs> I-, I think that's true. I mean, right now, I'm considering um, – I have this new book coming out. I'm very excited about it. I think it's my best book. And um, so I need to be thinking about how do I market this thing? How do I create interest in this book? And you might think, well, Mark, you know, if you had a publisher, the publisher would take care of that. But the irony is they don't anymore. They really, at least most publishers, you know, mm-hmm. unless you're a, a, a celebrity superstar, they really don't put marketing dollars um, behind your books. You're left to market your books anyway, and you make less money. So I'm taking some of my corporate sponsorship money, and I'm going to be putting that into uh, marketing, and I have to think through how do I market this thing. And so I, I agree, there is definitely an entrepreneurial aspect to it. 
Mm-hmm. And since, um, I don't know, I mean, uh, whether writers want to accept it or not, but uh, self-published uh, authors are business people because it's, you know, the book is their product and they they are dealing with all the aspects of the business, We you know, starting from the publishing it until the marketing it and selling it. So uh, if we look at it from that angle, we also can say that the author himself is a personal brand which he is creating and he's mm-hmm. establishing in the market and his mm-hmm. name is is actually the brand name he he's supposed to keep so mm-hmm. uh, what do you think about that and um, how important that brand name is do you think you know I, I saw a quote um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll try to get this right. It was from the American pop singer Taylor Swift, who's you know mm-hmm. a very very popular star, and she said, um, "In the in the past, you would get a record contract and and grow an audience. In the future, you'll have to have an audience before you get a contract." And I think that's the same way it's going to be for any artist or any author, is that today we have to be responsible for building our audience. And that's really where the value is going to come. That's where the the power is going to come. And that's where the money is going to come. We can't depend on publishers to do that anymore. And the, the great news is with tools like social media, we have the opportunity to do that. We have the opportunity to connect uh, with people from all over the world, become friends with them, learn from them. Look how you and I got connected. I'm in America. You're in Armenia. You know, we're, we're becoming friends. We're, we're collaborating together today on something. I'm helping you. You're helping me. Who knows where that will lead in the future? And every author has that opportunity to make those connections, to, uh, to build relationships with people who will have a genuine interest in you as a person and, and enough of an interest that they'll want to buy your book eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I don't know why uh, some people kind of, you know, take it um, negatively a bit because when we're talking about per- personal brand, I had recently on Facebook a comment um, about this topic saying, why are people trying to come up with, uh, you know, b- names and with t- tags and trying to sell everything, etc. So they were kind of looking at personal branding, like kind of, you know, just branding yourself so you can sell yourself better. And mm-hmm. I think there is much more to that. And it's not really only about that. Uh, so what do you think the personal brand itself uh, consists of? What, what does it represent? Well, I think you're asking a very, very good question. And I think I love the question because you're making a distinction between selling and creating an image or a brand. And a brand, whether it's for a company or a person, is the image that people have about you in their brain. And so do people think that you're uh, creative provocative, um, 
interesting? Do they think you're reliable? Do they think your writing is exciting or scary or romantic? So that all goes into your uh, image. And I've been writing so long now um, that people, they, they read my blog, and even though I've never met them, I probably never talked to them on the phone, they still feel like they know me. And through my writing on my blog and through social media, which I think is the best way to build a brand for an author today by far, through these little provocations, these little messages that I send, whether it's on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter or on my blog, people come to know me and they like me and they trust me and they begin to align themselves with what I stand for. So now the book that I'm that I'm coming out with, this is my fifth book. And I know that people will buy this book just because they know me and they like me and they trust me. They, they, they don't have to wait for the reviews. Mm-hmm. They know that they, 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 they trust my writing. They trust my, my um, voice of authority, really. And they know Mark for writes a book. It's going to be a book that I like. And it doesn't happen overnight. I've been working on this for years. It's very, very difficult to sell books. But here's the one thing I guarantee you can't sell books without an audience. And I think that's what a lot of authors overlook. They think, well, as as long as I have great content, as long as I've written a great book, it's just going to sell itself. And that's not true. That's That's simply not going to happen because people are so busy today. There are so many uh, distractions uh, on their on their time that you really have to earn a place in their uh, life. You have to earn the trust so they know if I spend you know my money on this book and I devote my time on this book, it's going to be something that's uh, worth it. It's almost like developing uh, friendship. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is, it, once you start building these relationships and people love the book, then they start uh, spreading that news to other people. And that, that's what happened with my Twitter book. As I self-published it, uh, people bought it because they believed in me, they believed in my rating, and then they found that they loved the book. And then they started talking about it and they started buying copies to give to their friends and give to their family members. And that's how it kind of took off. But you've got to have that initial audience to really ignite it. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I think that the brand uh, is, you know, consists of different components. So it's not only your writing, it's also your personality. It's mm-hmm. also sure. you as a speaker. And it's also everything you share through social media and your views and your thoughts and everything connected all together. So mm-hmm. um, that leads me to the following question what do you think is better or is there any kind of you know a compromise option in between those two whether one should brand his writing or he should brand his person or personality that's an interesting question i've never really quite thought about it that way i can only speak for myself i guess 
um, and, and what's worked uh, for me. But I mean, I write uh, nonfiction business books. Mm-hmm. So very much the, the books, they are me. Um, they're, they're my voice. They're my ideas. They're my philosophies. Now, that might be different if I was writing science fiction or romance novels or something like that, where the writing might be much different than the brand of, uh, of the person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, doesn't, that still doesn't mean you don't need to, to create relationships, to go out and meet your fans, meet your readers, have book signings, you know, shake hands and, and build those relationships so they feel like they have this emotional connection with you. Um, but that's a really good question. I think it might be different, in, in, you know, whether you're a fiction or nonfiction writer. But, you know, speaking for myself, I mean, I, the writing is me. It's, it's, a very, it's very much a part of my personality. I mean, in my books, folks, <laughs> you know, I have, I, have, I have funny parts. There's, there, there's certain ways. I mean, many, many people say, when they read my books, they feel like I'm sitting across the table having a cup of coffee and just talking to them. Mm-hmm. I have a very conversational tone. So I think my personality does come through in my books. And I think uh, that's one of the, one of the selling points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's a, very, it's a good question. Yeah, I was just wondering because I, I couldn't come up with my own answer to that. That's why I asked to you. Okay, so um, what about um, the actually the the beliefs and the values the brand has usually? How do you communicate that? Is it through the writings or through your blog and social media? Or, I mean, uh, how, how important is to make people know about those as part of your brand? I think it's very important. In some ways, I think it's the most important thing. And, and um, one of the things, well, actually, you know, the, 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 the topic of my new book, it's, it's called The Content Code. It's, an, it's all about how do you stand out in a noisy world? Mm-hmm. And really, the conclusion of the book is, um, is the people that are going to be, that, that have the courage to show themselves and to be human and, and not be a fakey person, but be someone who is, is honest and true and sincere and authentic. Those are the people that, that, that fans are going to connect with because they know that they can believe with them. I interviewed a famous author one time when I was doing research for a book, and uh, he's a very well-known author. His name's Dr. Robert uh, Cialdini, and Mm -hmm. he speaks all over the world. And at the end of the interview, I asked him, I said, Dr. Cialdini, in this very, very very busy, noisy world, how how do you stand out? How does a person stand out? And he said, be more human. He mm-hmm. said, bring, bring that personal story, bring that humanity into everything that you do. And, you know, that was something, it was probably like 2011 that he said that to me. And the longer I've been in this business and the more I've been immersed in this business, uh, I, the more I think he's absolutely right. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah, exactly. The the sad truth is that these days being human is quite a unique <laughs> feature, unfortunately. Mm. So <laughs> it's a way to stand out, apparently. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I think. Go ahead. You know, yeah. no, no, come on. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, because you, you, you know, the other part of your question, you were asking about, you know, how do we how does that come out in our communications and messages? And I think we have to, th- we have to think that through that everything we say and everything we don't say on the social web accumulates with people and becomes part of that brand. And so we have to remember that no matter how casual the conversation might be, it's still whatever we do and whatever we say becomes part of the brand. So we need to be, we need to think about that. Yeah, exactly. I agree. And I was just wondering that um, opening up is kind of, you know, very important component of showing your brand and being yourself and being human. Mm. But Mm -hmm. also there are some people uh, who are introverts. There are some people who for, uh, let's say me, for different cultural reasons are not really used to opening up too much and showing too much of Mm -hmm. their personal life or different details, etc. So how do you think mm-hmm. one should find this balance between opening up completely and showing the personality he or she has uh, and also feeling quite comfortable with that because, you know, n- not everything uh, you really want to share, actually? Yeah, that's a, that's a very uh, uh, a great question. And I had, th- when I was starting out, I had this theory that the most um, extroverted people, the the people that you know were the, the the loudest and communicated the most, might have an advantage in developing uh, a personal brand. And every time I mentioned that, introverted people would say, "No, that's not true at all," hmm. because. When I'm in, uh, and and by the way, I consider myself an introverted person. I mean, I'm I'm not, you know, I'm a I'm a nice person. I'm a friendly person, but you know, I'm not the life of the party. Um, I like quieter things. Mm-hmm. And but it, the, an introverted person said, you know, when I'm in a big room of people, I might be uncomfortable and shy. But on the internet, you know, I can communicate the way I want to communicate. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I kind of have an equal setting um, with everybody because it's it's you know it's not a big crowded room. It's me and one other person or a couple other people. I said you know I thought that is, that is a very good point. And I I hear this over and over again. And I and I really believe it's true. And I and you know upon reflection, I think it's true um, for me. I mean, I I hate being in big crowds. Of, of people. I, I don't really like being at loud parties. I'd rather have a nice quiet dinner with one person or two people. That's where I'm, mm-hmm. I'm most. And you think, well, gosh, Mark, how do you survive in this social media <laughs> world where there are thousands and thousands of people? But it's not thousands and thousands of people. It's, it's communicating with one person at a time, kind of on your terms. And so I am comfortable in that world. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting that, you know, uh, I, I never thought about that uh, distinguishment of, you know, between the virtual and the real life. But now when I'm looking at it, yeah, exactly. You kind of, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it, it's, uh, you feel protected somehow when you are behind the screen, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to, that's a, that's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. And, and, and you don't have to Uh, be witty in the moment. You don't have to be entertaining. You don't have to be funny. You know, when you're behind the screen, you can think about it for a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have a safety margin in there. <laughs> yeah, you have a safety margin. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I I was just thinking that um let's say we we spoke about brand being uh the image and the way people perceive you. And usually the corporate brands kind of create that branding and the image from scratch or from the very beginning so they don't really have this core DNA in place from the very start. And uh here we we have our personality and we 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 have what we are already in place. So how do you think how much should one differentiate? I mean, should one strategically come up with an image or a brand, which not necessarily is completely 100% genuine to the personality, but will work for strategic reasons? Or you think that at some point, anyway, the personality will show off and it won't work on long term? Well, I, I think that's, I think you're right. I think that's the case. In fact, I've I've actually seen that happen where um, people create an image, they create a persona that's not really them. Mm-hmm. And what happens is that over time, it just becomes um, exhausting. They become exhausted trying to keep up this image of somebody that they're not. And I think, um, you know, I think if you're uh, a kind person, If you care about people, if you take an interest in people and you and you listen, I think uh, you're going to be fine, whether you're an introvert or, or you're an extrovert. You know, I think if you're an unkind person, I think if you're, you know, mean and abrasive, that's going to come out eventually anyway. It really is. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I'm I'm learning is you know we have this this new generation coming up of you know the millennials and this is the generation they they manage their relationships on tweets and instagram messages and text messages mm-hmm. and they can they can spot a fake in 140 characters they're they're highly highly skilled at you know determining Uh, truth and determining what's real um, with very limited information. So I th- think if you try to fake it, I don't. I don't think it's. A, I don't think that's a sustainable strategy. I think you just need to kind of relax, have fun, be yourself, and really, it's the only choice you have to stand out. You have to be original, and to be original, you have to have the courage to show yourself to be yourself because there's only one you mm-hmm. you have no you have you have no competition there's only one you it's the only option you have to be original so uh you know don't worry about it just have and it, it is difficult sometimes it's difficult for me because 
you know, I'm a, a pretty private person. I don't share a lot about my family. I try to show little glimpses of my life so people can see kind of, you know, my values and, and how I live. Uh, um, but I will say that every time I push myself and expose something about myself, um, I get rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, people say, oh, boy, that, that makes me feel closer to you. That makes me feel like you under- maybe you can understand me because, you know, we have a, a similar history or similar bond or we've been through similar problems. So, you know, when you do take that risk and you do uh, share your personality even a little bit, uh, it, it's usually rewarded. Yeah, and I think that although it's, you know, we see risk in that, and of course, you know, not everyone will like, you know, what what you've said or done because, you know, people are different. But I think that that's the good strategy in a sense that you will end up with the people who are like-minded and who like you. So at the end, you know, maybe the audience will be smaller than you would like to, but it will be a higher quality audience, let's say. Yeah, that's. I think that's exactly right. Um, you know, and uh, you just reminded me of of. Uh, I went through exactly that same thing when I started out um, as a as a blogger and a writer. In my mind, I had this traditional marketing framework that I was going to be this persona, and I was going to deliver this message to my target audience. And when I, when I started doing that, uh, two things happened. First of all, nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> and second of all, I became, I became bored. I was trying to you know, sustain something that it, it wasn't really me. And then when I kind of relaxed and said, oh, heck with it. I'm just going to write, forget about this target message. I'm just going to write what I'm, uh, you know, what I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. And if I see something funny, I'm going to write about something funny. And uh, that changed everything. Mm-hmm. Because instead of finding my tar- target audience, it's as you say, my audience found me. The right people found me. Mm-hmm. The people who, who trusted me and liked me and and wanted to buy my books, found me. And that made all the difference. Okay, well, so much about the, you know, finding the niche and sticking to the uh, niche target market, <laughs> which yeah. which usually most of the marketers, uh, you know, advise as, as an effective strategy. Yeah, well, um, if we would like to wrap up um, and um, for, for someone who's just starting out, who is writing his very first book, let's say, and mm-hmm. who doesn't have a presence and audience in place yet. So it's just the very first steps. What do you think where sh- he should start creating and establishing his brand? What should be the very first steps and things he should do? Well, I think the wonderful opportunity we all have today is to establish a, a connection and an audience through social media. It's just a, an amazing opportunity. It's a historically important opportunity to connect with people that we should all take advantage of. And I think, you know, where do you go? It, it probably would be different country by country region by region. Um, but I found um, 
Twitter to be a very good place to start because um, you can find – it's easy to find people who might be interested in you. Mm-hmm. You're, you're a lot more limited on a place like Facebook or Twitter. There are different tools out there. In fact, uh, on my book, uh, the, the, the Tile of Twitter, T-A-O, Tile of Twitter, Chapter 5 has, I think, 25 different ideas on how to find people who would be interested in you. Mm-hmm. So it's a very, very important chapter, maybe the most important chapter of the book. So that's the first thing I would do is, number one, establish a presence and, and find those people. You can't wait for people to come to you. You have to go and find those people. Connect with those people. Create value. Give, them, give away little snippets of your writing. If you're a brand new writer with your very first book, think about giving away your books. Mm-hmm. Uh, every opportunity because you want the books to spread. You know, it, it takes time. It takes patience. There, you know, unless you're already a celebrity, if you're, unless you're a television star or a movie star and everybody loves you so they're going to buy your book, most people aren't lo- like that. So you have to take the time. There's no shortcut. You have to do the work to build your audience, build that trust, give things away so they know about you and they know about your writing and uh, be patient on building your brand. Okay. Well, thank you very much. It's and be consistent, most probably, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you have to engage consistently. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I think we kind of covered the basics, and you know, we we helped uh, people for their starting stage, so they know where to start, how to start. They now know how important the personal brand is, and especially for authors. Uh, so uh, I guess we covered quite a lot. Anything else you would like to add where people can, could find you and your books maybe or something else? Well, first, I'd like to thank you very much for having me on your podcast. And obviously, you did your homework and asked really great questions that, that I've never heard before. So that's great. <laughs> It was very interesting for me. And For anyone listening to your podcast, I'd love to be connected with them. Uh, you can find me, uh, everything about me, on my website. It's businessesgrow.com. And on Businesses Grow, you can find my blog, uh, my podcast, uh, the books that I've written, and lots of other materials to help you with your marketing and your personal brand. Oh, thank you very much. And just as we mentioned about that target market and the niche and doing things differently that sometimes it works much better uh, I usually never um, prepare my questions in advance so I just go with the flow and I think that the, the fact that you know we came up with uh, different questions from, from those uh, who you are usually getting is just because we, we spent the time just talking to each other like as you said like human beings <laughs> yeah that's, that's great <laughs> good, good, good job, and thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Thanks a lot, and have a nice day. Well, it seems like that was it for today. I really hope that you enjoyed the interview as much as I did, because I truly loved talking to Mark. And... Um, As a final reminder, the webinar, which will be held on February 18th, created especially for you by Meron Bereket from the Podcast Incubator. Uh, you can check out all the details and register at www.annealexander.com webinar. As always, I'm looking for your emails. Please 
shoot me one at Annie at AnnieAlexander.com. And uh, if you have a minute and would like to help the podcast grow, please leave a review on Stitcher or iTunes for the podcast. Thank you very much. Keep writing. Stay as creative as you are and try to be organized so that creativity also turns into productivity. Take care and see you next time. Are you struggling trying to figure out how to sell copies of your book, especially the first 100 copies? The Author Marketing Institute is offering access to their latest free video course called Selling the First 100 Copies of Your Book. This is the course everyone should have when they started publishing. It goes through all the basics from starting a mailing list to experimenting with different prices. If you follow the instructions in this course, you should be primed and ready to sell your first 100 copies, if not many more. Sign up for free at www.authormarketinginstitute.com.